We are there, number 10 out of 10, talking all about consumer trends. Last week, we talked about Amazon, and guess what? We're gonna do it again this week. Why? Because we're gonna talk all about personalized experiences. So let's get into it and talk about what it means for our industry on this week's episode of Restaurant Strategy. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the hospitality industry. Each week, I leverage my 20-plus years in the industry to help you build a more profitable and sustainable business. I also work directly with operators all over the world through my group coaching programs to address and overcome the specific challenges we face in our industry. Curious to learn more about those coaching programs? Set up a free 45-minute strategy session at restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Let me show you how simple it can be to run a profitable restaurant. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, despite easing restrictions, we are all still strapped into the roller coaster ride of fluctuating food prices. That, combined with continued staffing challenges, makes it more important than ever to control your costs to remain profitable. Margin Edge is a restaurant management software tool that uses POS integration and invoice data to show you your food and labor costs in real time so you can make informed decisions in the moment rather than weeks after the period ends. By automating your invoice processing and totally digitizing your back office, Margin Edge saves your team hours on paperwork and gives you instant insights to manage your prime costs. Take control of your costs with real-time data. Best of all, listeners of the show get to try Margin Edge free for 30 days. No contract, no setup fee. Free and unlimited training and support. To learn more, visit marginedge.com slash chip. Again, marginedge.com slash chip. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, for the last 10 weeks, we've been talking about consumer trends. Why? Because marketing is all about uh, consumer behavior, right? Getting someone to move from one place to the other, right? From a non-customer to a customer, to somebody who's been here once, to somebody who comes over and over again. The pandemic uh, fundamentally reshaped our world, right? And we talked a a lot about uh, the drive toward convenience, about this move towards experiences, the death of the nine to five, how people's lives are being upended and changed. Uh, We're talking about all of this. And now we're talking about today providing greater personalization. Now, this is a really hard thing to do in our industry. Well, let's back up and let's use some examples from other industries to make my point, make sure we're all on the same page. And then before we say, it's just not possible, it's just not possible, let's give it some thought. And let's figure out if maybe there is a way to make it possible. So now I said, talked about Amazon last week, and we're gonna talk about Amazon again this week. If any of you logged on to my Amazon account, I'm gonna guarantee you'd probably hate it. Why? Because my Amazon account caters to me, to my interests, to my buying habits, the things that I want to see. 
the brilliance of that website, of that company, is that they are really good at showing me things I am apt to buy. So one of the things we talked about last week was this idea of the big head and the long tail. They don't care what I buy. They just care that I keep buying from them. So yeah, they could show me all the, the big bestsellers, right? The most famous books that are out, the most famous whatever, but I'm not necessarily gonna buy them. It behooves them to show me things that I am most apt to buy. So if any of you logged in, you'd be like, I don't want any of this stuff. And likewise, if I logged into any of your accounts, I'd be like, I don't want any of this stuff because it's catered to, to you. It's a curated collection for you. It's showing you things that you like. You, it's showing things that you are most apt to buy, things that you've probably purchased in the past. That's a personalized experience, right? Again, we've talked about hotels and I'll talk about the airline industry. They do this really well. When I go on to, I don't know, delta.com and I'm looking up flights to, let's say, the Dominican Republic. And let's say I'm looking for flights and I don't find anything. What happens 24 hours later? 24 hours later, I get an email with a, a recommendation about flights to Dominican Republic or maybe flight and hotel, hotel deals combined. Or maybe they'll send me stuff to Cancun and Antigua and, uh, and also Puerto Rico. They'll show me other tropical locations because they know my buying habits. They know my search history. They've looked, uh, they know I'm looking at a vacation because I've told them with my action on their site. But they have followed that up with a very unique personalized experience. They didn't send me some generic email. They sent me something very, very focused, geared only towards me. And they do that thousands of times a day for all different consumers all over the world based on their search habits. Some people think that's creepy and I do not. As a marketer, I just think that's good. That's us getting to know our people better, giving them things that they want, reminding them, hey, remember you wanted to go on vacation. We'd still love to take care of you. We'd still love to get you there. I think that's a good thing because we're barraged with crap we don't care about all day long. TV commercials showing products I just don't care about. So on the digital side, they're now showing me things that I actually do care about because I searched for them. I was looking up new shorts. I was looking up a you know, new golf club. I was looking up a trip to the Dominican Republic. Great. I don't mind that. I don't mind that as a consumer, and I really embrace that. I appreciate that on the business side, as on the merchant side, because I want to sell things to people that actually want what I have, rather than me just blanketing it out and trying to tell everybody about it and hoping that some of the people click on my, uh, click on my ad. Better to find the people who really want what you have and to show it to them. Make the case to them, pitch it to them. Again, remember we talked about this last week. I gave, the, I gave that example. I said, you know, a marketer loses when they try to convince someone of two things. Number one, I go up to a guy and I say, hey, do you, um, hey, do you drink coffee? And they say, no. And I say, well, you really should drink coffee. Coffee's great in the morning. And when I convince you of that, I want to convince you to come try my coffee place, Chip's Coffee Shop. I lose because I have to convince them of two things. In order for me to succeed, I need them to buy both of what I'm selling. That coffee is great in the morning and that my coffee is especially great in the morning. 
just doesn't work. Better to find the people who really want what you have and to personalize the experience. So I'm gonna take this in a couple of different paths. The first way I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna talk about this, is in our communications. Luckily, our tools are getting better and better and better. Tools like Seven Rooms and Bicky and Pop Menu. They are getting better and better at helping us get to know our people, right? I've said this over and over again, that a lot of people are like, oh, it's all about the, uh, it's all about data, it's all about data, it's all about data, um, and I disagree. Yeah, we've always had data. It's not suddenly all about data. In the past, we've had tools like OpenTable where we could take notes about somebody and take better care of them the next time they came in. Now we've got tools where we can use the data to actually get them to come back in. I can't tell you what a profound shift that is. For somebody who's worked in this industry for 20 years, I do not take that for granted. And yet there are plenty of people that I talk to about seven rooms that have no idea what I'm talking about. Talk about the automation tools available through Pop Menu. They have no idea what I'm talking about. I talk to them about a tool like Bicky. They have no idea what I'm talking about. There are tools out there that act as a powerful CRM and automation you know, marketing suite. CRM, meaning customer relations management. So taking all the information from the reservation software, mashing that together with all the information that we get from the POS system, and then using all that to more effectively and efficiently communicate with them. It's unbelievable what we can do now. Gone are the days, or very soon will be, uh, will, will, the days will be gone when we can just blast out with an, e with an email. We can't, we shouldn't, because each of our people come to us differently and they want different things out of us. So we gotta meet them where they are, and that's the bottom line here is that I wanted to talk about providing greater personalization. I don't wanna convince you to do this. I'm here to tell you that our customers are already expecting this. That pretty soon, anyone who doesn't do that, who just sends like a blanket blast, is gonna lose. Because we're not meeting our people where they are. That's the first thing I wanna impress upon you. That this is a real trend happening right now and people are soon going to expect a certain level of personalization. I wanna share one more really important thing when I come back after another word from another one of our sponsors. So today's episode of Restaurant Strategy is also brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern team management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. Effective team management is more important than ever to ensure profitability and restaurant success, especially, especially as restaurants open back up, expand their teams to grow. Trusted by more than half a million restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to simplify scheduling, easily manage time and attendance, communicate with your team, and actually retain that talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll systems you already use, turning your team into a competitive advantage for your business. Right now, Restaurant Strategy listeners can get three months absolutely free to get started. Visit sevenshifts.com slash restaurant strategy. That's the number seven, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com slash restaurant strategy to get three months of industry-leading team management software for free. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, 
we're talking all about the need for personalization, right? Companies all over are doing this. And I think we are going to need to do it soon because in the future, in the very near future, the consumer will not just come to enjoy that sort of personalization, but instead I believe they will come to expect it. So a thought experiment. Go with me. This is the last point I want to make here. This 10-episode arc is coming to this. A thought experiment. Menus. What if we did menus the opposite way? What if we took reservations and we took their order when they made the reservation, before they even arrived? What if we got good at personalizing everything? What if we, we used that as a differentiator for our restaurant? What if we started a new trend? What if? Now let's go back. One at a time here, right? Let's, let's talk about what I was just saying. Menus. What if we did menus the opposite way? What the hell does that even mean? Here's what it means. For the last several hundred years, basically, we put together a menu. This is everything we are prepared to make for you tonight. And every time somebody sits down, we give them that menu. We say, welcome, good evening, we're glad to have you. This is everything we're, we're prepared to make for you tonight. Pick something. And they pick something, we make it for them, we bring it to them, they eat it and they leave. Fine, we just accept that as the only way a restaurant can operate. But it's not the only way a restaurant can operate. In fact, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, restaurants operated much differently than that. If you don't believe me, go look it up, read a book. So what if, what if we did it the opposite way? What if we asked people to tell us what they wanted to eat? What are you in the mood for tonight? And then we went and made it for them. Now I understand, it's totally, uh, it's totally blasphemous. We couldn't have all that stuff and you know, blah, 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 blah. We couldn't possibly deliver on that. Really? We couldn't deliver at all? What if we tried? How could we do it? How could we make that possible? Even if we gave people parameters. That's my thought experiment. Menus. What if we did it the opposite way? What if we asked people what they wanted and then we just made that for them? Right? Again, maybe we had some some freedom around the edges. I went duck, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver, I'm gonna do duck my way. You don't get to tell me, hey, I went duck with this and that and that, and you tell me what you want, duck. And then I go make that. I don't know, that would be fun, that'd be cool. What if they told us long before they made their reservation, right? What if they uh, booked their reservation, prepaid, told us what they were in the mood for, and we prepared a meal exactly the way they wanted it. They prepaid, so if they don't show up, who cares? We got paid. What if that worked? Here we go, number two, the other suggestion I made. What if we took the reservations and their order at the same time? I, I think I've said this before, but uh, here's, here's, my little, uh, here's my little thought experiment for this one. Uh, Midtown Manhattan, right? We do a lot of power lunches, right? So it's a lot of uh, executives meeting with executives or you know, a founder meeting with a uh, big investor or you know, with a VC firm or something like that, right? They get an hour together, maybe 80 minutes at most. These two very important people get some face-to-face -face time. So we take the reservation, the executive assistant reaches out to the other person, says, oh, your reservation's all confirmed at one o'clock. But what if they said, the reservation's all confirmed for tomorrow at one o'clock, here's the menu, please make your selection before the end of day today so I can place the order. 
And so the executive assistant then sends it out to everybody. Everybody sends back their order. And P.S., you could create software to make this very, very easy. And then people just pick their food, pre-order the, the bottled water for the table, pre-order the wine. And then you sit down at the table, water's just poured, no one has to say anything. The wine is presented to the host and then just enjoyed. The food arrives within five minutes. And then they actually have time to do appetizers and an entree and maybe a dessert or coffee or an after-dinner drink. And they can spend all that time, instead of trying to make small talk with the waiter, instead of hearing about the specials, instead of, they could just be there with the person they were with. Here's a way that technology can help us create a better guest experience. It's a different kind of experience for sure. Not everyone's gonna want it. Some people want to have that, uh, the back and forth with the waiter. They wanna hear their suggestions. They, want, they have questions about the menu. But I'm sorry, there are plenty of places and there are plenty of people who dine at these places that do not want or need that sort of engagement. Why can't we provide them with a way for them to get what they want? And then the third thing, right? What if we got good at personalizing everything? We literally gave people exactly what they wanted or some version of what they wanted. And what if we use that as our key differentiator, right? We said, we're the place that'll do anything you want. And not in a cheap diner kind of way. We could do this in an upscale level. I don't know. Could we do it? How could we do it? If I challenged you to do it, which I am, I'm challenging you to do it, could that be a key differentiator for you to separate yourself from everybody else, from everybody else in your, uh, in your market? I gotta tell you, what if that started a new trend? I believe it would. I believe over the next 10 years, restaurants are gonna have to get better, restaurants are gonna have to get better at this. They're gonna have to get better and providing a more personalized experience because again, people will not just enjoy it, they will come to expect it. Because the malls will do it, the department stores will start doing it, the music stores will start doing it, the everything out there will start doing it. Hotels are already starting to do it. Certainly the best hotels out there. If you've ever stayed at a, uh, at a Ritz-Carlton, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever gone back and stayed at a Ritz-Carlton again, you definitely know what I'm talking about. So this here is the end of the road. We basically spent the summer and beyond talking about consumer trends and the changing world. I gave you my top 10, right? And I hope it got you thinking about your business, about your consumers, and about the world around you. But it doesn't stop here. I want you to start looking around and taking stock. Look for changing consumer behavior and consider carefully whether those changes will affect your business. How can you evolve your business to better serve the changing needs of your community? That, in a nutshell, is what these 10 episodes are about. Answer that question. How can you continue to evolve your business to better serve the changing needs of your community? Because our communities are always changing and what people want is always changing. What people need is always changing. We are not monoliths. We cannot survive forever. We must stay nimble and constantly look to our audience to see what it is they need, what it is we are uniquely qualified to provide them with. This is restaurant strategy, not restaurant tactics. This show is not about cheap gimmicks, tips, and tricks, how to make a quick buck and get on social media. 
This is restaurant strategy. This is how to build a profitable, long-lasting, sustainable, scalable business. The way you do that in a changing world, and the world has changed at lightning, lightning speed these last two years. The way you do this is by looking to your audience, looking at the world around us, and seeing how things are changing. Acknowledging them, identifying them, accepting them, embracing them even, and figuring out how, what do I need to do in my business? How do I stay current? How do I make changes to be able to serve my audience so that I can survive and thrive and grow as a business? So again, the top 10 consumer trends that I think we are facing right now that will continue to affect us in the next year to two to five years. That's it. Today, we talked all about greater personalization. What if? That's the big question today. Again, what I want you to take away from this is you got to figure out how you can continue to evolve your business to better serve the changing needs of your community. That's how you will stay relevant. That's how you will be successful for years and years to come. Again, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for following me on this journey. If you like this episode, share it with somebody that you think will get something out of it. If you haven't done so yet, please take a minute, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. It really does make a difference. I really appreciate you being here. I will see you next time.